You're listening to the 40 Days of Praying for Revival Devotion. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. John 14 verse 2 to 3. These are some of the last things Jesus said to his disciples. I don't think we really get how much God loves us and wants to be with us. Sometimes it's just theology to us, mere words. But if we look at scriptures like these, we see a God who wants us, who likes us, who has a home with more than enough room for all of us, who has actually gone to prepare a place for us and then will come back and get us. Why? So that we can always be with him and he can always be with us. It even sounds like he's quite excited to show us this new place that he has made for us. And then, even while he is away, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will send you the comforter and he will stay with you and even be in you. He doesn't want us to be alone. And he doesn't want to just be around us, but in us. You don't get closer than that. This is the most intimate connection possible. We have said that revival is God coming near and we've spoken of how many wonderful things happen when God does come near. And we could keep talking about forever about those wonderful things. There are also so many amazing after effects of revival. We've spoken about missions and the transformation of society. But until now, there is one after effect we have not mentioned. And it is probably one of the sweetest blessings of revival. And definitely one of the reasons why he would send revival. And that is the restoration of personal, intimate connection with God. You see, revival comes in waves of power and signs and wonders. But after the meetings, we all go home. And what is left but a sweet an intimate, renewed connection and fellowship with God. The one we were designed for. The one that Adam had in the garden, walking and talking with God in the cool of the day. Have you ever wondered what on earth they spoke about? I mean, there was no crime, corruption, or sin to intercede for. There was no pandemic requiring desperate prayers of protection. There were no needs to ask for or debts needing to be paid. No healings required. There was nothing wrong with the world. And so they had nothing but friendship and enjoying each other's company. We so often relate to God out of crisis, desperation, and need our needs or the needs of a broken world. But have you ever thought about what might exist between us and God without any crisis? Do we still need Him? Do we still want Him? If everything is as it should be and we are all well and healthy, do we still seek His company for nothing but enjoying His presence? Well, He does with us. And it wasn't just with Adam that he had this. Abraham is called a friend of God three times in Scripture. Moses is also referred to as a friend of God. 
Jesus said to the 11 disciples, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. For everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus upgraded his disciples from servants to being friends. God certainly doesn't have to use this language with us. I mean, he is God. We could just stay his servants. But he does. He wants friendship. He wants to elevate us into relationship and intimate connection where nothing is hidden anymore. He wants to be part of our lives and live in intimate connection with each of us. In John 14 verse 23, he said, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Isn't that incredible? And we will come and do what? Make our home with each of them. In other words, we will come and hang with you. I'm going to come and stay with you and be with you. The best life on earth is not having fame or fortune, but it is to be a home for the Lord and to have his company. Nothing else is better. No promised land is worth having without him. The friendship and sweet communion of God is the best blessing available on earth. When this fellowship is lost, what is needed is revival. For the after effect of revival is a return to doing life with God. Talking, laughing, listening, asking, and all while we do the most mundane tasks of cooking, driving, typing, cleaning, running, whatever. Proximity to God is ultimate. This is what we were designed for and where we are most satisfied and even where we are the most effective and brilliant we can be. Revival is the breaking of ground, the hardness of heart. It is the washing of repentance. It is the healing of the soul. It is the deliverance from darkness. It is the rending of the heavens. It is the breaking of addictions. It's the throwing away of idols. It is the dramatic and needed resuscitation to bring us, his church, back to life. But what thereafter? What life would he want us to come back to post-revival? Clearly, it would be a life lived with Him. Intimate friendship, connection, relationship. John 8, 29 says, And He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus lived with His Father. He was never alone. This is how we should do life. Unbroken fellowship with the Spirit because we do those things that please Him. It's worth having a revival just to get us back to the place of intimate daily friendship with God. This is what we were designed for. This is what He had in mind when He made us. So as we pray for revival, Let's pray for a restoration of our friendship with God and that those who have never tasted such would be awakened to it. So let us pray.
Lord, I bow my heart and I bend my knee. Send revival, but start with me. Pour out your spirit in an unprecedented way. May all who hear be saved today. May all who are saved proclaim the way. Lord, send revival and start with me. Thank you for listening to this devotion. We hope you are inspired to keep praying and to keep believing for revival in our days.